0: and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Justin Rint, former professional football player turned fitness guru and fashion on. We sit back and chat about Fit Nation and Justin's background and being a stylist at Jay Hilburn. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with Justin Rint. So today we're sitting down with uh, Justin Rint. How's it going today, Justin? I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, man. It's been a busy weekend for sure. But uh, give us a quick rundown on what you do for a living in one to two sentences.
1: <laughs> right now, I do software sales, and then I'm also doing muscle stylist for a men's clothing air called J. Hildren as well.
0: Okay. So how did you get into doing men's clothing? Uh, to be honest, we knew each other back in the day when we were little kids through Friend of a Friend, and you weren't exactly Mr. Spiffy Biffy back then. You were Mr. Let's Play Some Video Games. <laughs> well, so was I. That's all I we friends, but yeah.
1: <laughs> no, a great, that's no, a great question. So um, I, I've always enjoyed fashion growing up. Um, my, my Actually, my mom made me, like I was always dressed up as a little kid. And then, you know, football took over but i still i still enjoyed fashion and then i think about four or five years ago i actually had a hard time finding clothes for me because i was playing football at the time and i was really just struggling to find stuff that fit well that i felt like wow this you know i feel good in this and that's where um, jay hilburn came into play and independent consulting i wasn't really aware of that at the time that you could be a stylist that you could be independent consultant and then I found out, you know, I found the job and then with it's immense cold air and just everything kind of fell in fell into place from there.
0: Nice. So what kind of stuff really they styling? Is it more suit and tie? Is it more sportswear? What's kind of their their kind of their background?
1: So Jay Hilburn just had their tenth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, and they yeah, so they, they started out with shirt like a button-down dress shirt and dress pants. But now they do everything from a tuxedo Mm -hmm. to shorts and a T-shirt. They're for every occasion, for every guy. We just came out with made-to-measure shorts and made-to-measure five pockets. So, um, I mean, they're kind of revolutionizing what they're doing in men's and and where it's kind of going to go from here in men's Mm -hmm. fashion.
0: That's interesting. Like I feel, you know, the classics. Someone says, "Oh, I got my stuff styled as, you know, a special occasion," or you're buying like a suit for work. That's interesting. how they're taking kind of the full spectrum with shorts and a t-shirt. You know, usually most people are like, "What's on uh, sale at the discount rack?" <laughs> you know, that's a that's a word today. Looks good. Or they'll look at something in GQ yeah. and try to match that, but you know, spending two hundred dollars on one up, it probably doesn't seem that smart. How do you guys kind of tackle that when people walk in the
1: door and say? I have X, Y, Z budget. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great, great question there. So how we tackle that is, or, or I, how I personally tackle that um, is, you know, what budget are you looking to do? And I try to make the most of what budget they have. And it's also, you know, setting expectations too. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to tell them that, hey, if your budget's, you know, you know, 300 bucks, I can get you a full suit because it's just not going to happen. But I try to work with what they give me and I try to make the most out of what they give me. At the end of the day, I want them to have versatile pieces, especially when you're starting out on a new wardrobe or you're looking to build your wardrobe. In the beginning, when you have a lower budget, you know, you're know you starting out, I want them to have versatile pieces mm-hmm. that they can use every day, that they can use with multiple outfits.
0: Okay, so how would you define a versatile piece?
1: So versatile piece with me is something – that you can dress up, you can dress down, you could probably match it with three to four different outfits. Um, You know, that could be just a nice white button-down or maybe just, you know, a navy pair of pants. That's how I look at it as versatile is that it's not just so out there, like, you know, like a tuxedo or something that you can only wear for special occasions. Mm -hmm. It's a piece that you can wear with the jeans or you can, you know, whatever you want, wear with a sport coat. So it doesn't matter what the occasion is, you can still bring it out.
0: Okay, interesting. And so, kind of along those lines, what is your rule of thumb for kind of matching sport coat with jeans? I think a lot of people I see just kind of like throw anything and everything together. They think it looks good. How does someone kind of choose an appropriate pant, mm-hmm. jean, whatever you want to call it, with a jacket? I mean, especially when it's like uh, you have the mix between kind of the polos, the button-ups. Like, what what's kind of some rules of thumb there? How can people really go... Have, have a good sense of fashion when kind of doing the, the little spiffier look with the sport coat and jeans.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when I go with a sport coat and jeans, um, you know, first I always, you know, what the occasion is and, you know, where's it going to be held um, that, you know, cause that kind of helps me what, how to style that and what they're going to wear it for. If it's more of an evening event, then I would say, you know, a nice dark pair of jeans with, you know, A darker sport coat, but if we're going to an afternoon event, you know, maybe, you know, maybe a lighter pair of chinos where, you know, chinos today and jeans today where you can really play with those. And, you know, to me, it sets about, it really starts with the event and what you want to, you know, what you want to wear to that event, what you feel confident in. If it's just going to be jeans and a, a simple, you know, sport coat, maybe a navy sport coat, that's always a classic sport coat to go to. But I'm about, Taking, you know, maybe classics and you know tasting taking a classic sport coat, but adding that modern touch to it. And that could be where the fit is, that could be contrasting and stitching, you know, maybe some cool buttons. But when it comes to pairing a sport coat to a pair of jeans, I always look at it as like, you know, have some fun with it, but have some subtle, you know, have, have some subtle pop to it. You know, when it comes to, you know, I always say stick with dark denim and stick with a nice sport coat. Mm-hmm. You can wear it any event. All right? You can never go wrong with some dark denim and just a nice basic sport coat.
0: Okay. And what's kind of uh, the rule of thumb with t-shirt, polo, button-up underneath the sport coat? And I guess even tucked or untucked too, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, that's how everything's changing now um, is what I see is really – I, I mean, I used to say probably within the last six months to a year um, is that polo under sport coat now. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that you can wear that to a lot of casual events now. Um, I've seen long-sleeve polos. I see polos now where it almost looks like a button-down, except it doesn't go all the way down. Um, it's like one or two buttons short of a button-down. So it's, I mean, really it's what you feel confident in what you feel comfortable in i mean i think there's certain events where you should wear probably just a button down a scout you know in a sport coat a nice sport coat, especially if it's more of a formal event but today it's it's casual everything's more casual everything's more laid back and it's about comfort really
0: okay cool and so let's kind of let's over to kind of accessories that people would want to buy uh i guess like matching Different things, belts, shoes, etc. What's kind Mm -hmm. of uh, something that you could help someone out with? Who is walking in your to get styled by you that would kind of just make them feel good about themselves without breaking the bank?
1: Yeah. So um, when it comes to accessories and stuff like that, um, you know, less is more. You know, especially when you don't want to break the bank. I would say when it comes to accessories accessories stick with you know stick with the basics you know just a nice pocket square okay Mm -hmm. or maybe do a contrast stitching you know that way you know what it says you have a like a nice navy blue sport coat or a nice sport coat add a little contrast stitching you know you're not breaking the bank but at the same time you're adding that pop you're adding that accessory where it's that subtle look that you're going for you know what do you want to be your focal point When you wear an accessory, Mm -hmm. what do you want that person to focus on? Is it the sport coat? Is it the shirt? You know, do you want everything that you want everything that tie together? At the end of the day, I know I I have some guys that come in that they just want to wear tons of pattern, you know, at one time, and you know they just want to throw tons of accessories and just kind of go all over the place. Mm -hmm. Well, stylist, I have to beg. All right, you know that's great and everything, but you gotta have to scale it back, and you have to you know help them see what do you want the focal point of your outfit to be on you know do you want everything to tie together or do you want to be all over the place and just you know stand out for the wrong reasons as we say
0: yeah so i mean i feel that sometimes mm-hmm. when i'm in different situations right at events mm-hmm. people don't take that into consideration they feel like they like stand out pop like crazy but then it's like oh yeah like, why why they're choosing to wear that outfit like oh congratulations man you're wearing like a four thousand dollar suit but you are just kind of here to like hang out and not talk to anyone and be weird on your phone. Like, we uh, you're not the speaker. You're not kind of you know at the head table for like a wedding or something. Like, what? Why did you choose to do that? Like, do you have any recommendations for people kind of finding their style and finding their appropriate attire for that? Opposed to just
1: wearing what they think looks good. Yeah, definitely. So when it comes to that, because I do, I you know I dress. You know I dress. You know every from doctor. I mean lawyer lawyers that wear full suits, you know, lawyers that wear full suits all the time. And I get texts, you know, I get calls and texts from my clients saying, Hey, I got this event coming up. You know, what should I wear? I don't want to be overdressed. That's the big concern these days is that I don't want to overkill it. And so to me, you know, it's one of those things where, first of all, what what the event is. And like you said, if you're a guest at the event and you're not the speaker, you don't need to show up in a $4,000 suit with a tie in a pocket square. I would say, Take that more laid-back look where, you know, maybe it's just a nice outerwear vest or maybe you're wearing, yeah, a simple sport coat with just a nice shirt and a pair of chinos. Like, don't – you want to stand out in the right way. You don't want to overkill and just throw everything on and just be the flashiest guy in the room. You know, like I say, less is more, and I always believe in that, where you don't need to be dressed to the nines for every single occasion. Mm-hmm. It's okay to scale it back. It's okay to be casual.
0: Yeah, I mean, even for me, like today, I was wearing a black and white t-shirt with like white shorts and like white shoes. I'm like, oh, like Mr. Stiffy today. I'm like, no, just looks good. Like, I'm not trying to stand out. Just like not look like an absolute moron walking down the street in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of people just kind of go all out. They think that they just spend like a ton of money on something that it's gonna look good together. But then it's like, all right, well, and then my biggest pet peeve is people get this attention, right, where you are all spiffed up or looking (laughs) good or flashy, you know, looks good or not. and then everyone compliments them, but they have nothing to say about it. It's like, hey, man, great outfit or whatever comments you want to pass on. And then, like, yeah. And you just smile with this huge grin on their face, like, they're the coolest person of all time. Like, they did something really amazing. it's like, dude, just put something on so you, like, fit in and do your thing. Like, you don't need to be, like, impressing people, but...
1: I guess it's probably more like the male ego at the end of the day. Hmm. Absolutely. It's where I have to have the nicest thing on. I have to have the most expensive piece on. And, you know, like you said, the male ego. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, along those lines too, like I think, what would you recommend to someone who is, you know, out and about in a busy city yeah. looking to look good on a Friday or Saturday night that's going to attract the right kind of attention, not the, uh, I can't believe that guy's wearing it, kind of attention.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. So, when, when going out, you know, especially on a Friday night, um, you know, I go back to the, you know, if you want to get the right kind of attention, you know, look, you know, bring out some of those classics that, you know, where it's like nice, subtle pops where like today, like you said, today you wore just shorts and, you know, shirt, but white shoes, but it's like, it's very subtle, but it all looked good. It was put together today. I think people would rather see somebody who's really put together and who's confident in what they're wearing than some flashy guy, you know, who's just looks like he's way overdressed for the occasion. Mm-hmm. When going out, you know, wear, you know, some nice stuff. Like, you know, like I say, dark denim, maybe maybe some chinos, five pocket. You know, you can wear some five pockets today. But, you know, with a polo or maybe button-down, depending on what you want to do, what whatever you prefer, what you're more comfortable in. And then just maybe a nice sport coat or an outerwear. I mean, that's those things that, to me, that pop out the most is when they're quality and a guy's not trying too hard. You know, that's the way to stand out today is, to me, that – someone's not trying to stand out too hard it looks like they're not trying too hard they're just confident they're comfortable they have some nice clothing on this quality and they just you know they're confident in what they wear mm-hmm.
0: that makes a ton of sense to me um so you seem to have a pretty good grip on the fashion world let's flip on over to your experience in the fitness realm mm-hmm. for a while you ran fit nation as a director give us a quick yep. background on that situation
1: Oh, definitely. So at the time I, I was playing football, I was fortunate enough, I went from college to arena and I was able to travel for a Canadian. So I had a good success with that, but my career ended and then my trainer at the time, Luke Steffen, opened up Fit Nation and I was coming out of football and I was like, what am I supposed to do with my life? I had no idea what to do. I had no direction whatsoever. He took me under his wing, taught me everything about taught me everything about fitness taught me everything about you know training working with clients and then that's where i became the director and i you know i helped help run the gym on day to day
0: and what was that like i feel there's so many gyms out there right there's so many things it's like who, what's going to motivate someone to get in the gym like oh it's like one month free and but it's like dude make it a month first you know? <laughs> as a director how do you kind of keep people motivated who were coming to the gym or weren't coming to the gym to actually show up what was that like as kind of day to day, just kind of handling all those uh, kind of
1: things going on all at once? Yeah, no, it's uh, so it was it was stress. I mean, it was sometimes it was stressful at times, but at the end of the day, it's I think I mean people come back because they like the trainer, they like they like you know what you're doing with them, and to me as a trainer, a big thing is active list like you're listening to what they want you're listening to what they're looking for because like you said there's so many competitors out there today Mm -hmm. how do you stand out above everybody else and that's where the all-around experience comes in is when you step in the door when they step into fit nation you know they're number one they're the most important you know client there you take care of them you make sure they're happy but you also make sure that they're seeing the results they want but you know that they're doing training that you're going above and beyond you're making sure that their nutrition is, is on game, that they're eating healthy, that they're really taking care of themselves outside the gym. It's not just, you know, you're their trainer inside, you know, inside that 45-minute session, hey, see you next week. No, you're asking how's everything going. You're texting them, making sure on the weekends they're still, you know, maintaining and sticking to the game plan that you guys laid out for them.
0: I think that's something that a lot of people overlook is that the your intake has a drastic effect on your results in the gym. Um, not just like day of or like, you know, I guess before or after you work out, but just kind of throughout the week. And I personally have seen significant like, changes uh, when I eat terribly versus when I eat like really well. Like some people are like, oh, like today for dinner I had like a grass-fed burger or whatever. But the rest of my entire weekend outside of like alcohol intake was, I'd say, pretty close to perfectly balanced. And like, that's how I kind of keep the body shape that I keep in is... I'm very conscious of a lot of good things and then I have like one or two small cheats. It's not – I only eat well once a day and cheat the rest of the day, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We wish we could do that. but
0: um, (laughs) (laughs) What's kind of your recommendation to people who do like meal prep kind of stuff? I mean I feel feel like a, a lot of people have the thought on it's a big investment on Sunday. You're eating kind of the same meals all week. What do you kind of how do you kind of coach people through the nutrition plan that you were kind of coaching that time?
1: Yeah, so when it came to nutrition, um, you know, that 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 is 70, 80% of it truly is. Um, and I meal prep. Me, my wife meal prep on Sundays. So Um, you know, but we don't so we use a cro- I mean, crock pot is probably one of the greatest inventions ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, when it comes to meal prep. But uh, so we make when I, when I help people meal prep i say listen you don't have to have the same you know breakfast every single day you don't have to have the same lunch every single day it's you know about meal prepping but it's also giving them ideas of where they can get that protein from where they can get healthy cuz a lot of people i mean there's so much information out there today that when it comes to nutrition that if people get overwhelmed so we actually made a lot of meal plans for people. We laid out meal plans. Like this is what you can make this night that you could use for the next couple of days. So I always taught them, you know, have your one or two cheat meals a week. Mm-hmm. You know, change it up a little bit. You know, prep, you know, talk to me. And that's where we came in once again, laying out meal plans, really educating them on nutrition. You know, a lot of people have no background and have no idea what, what to eat, what not to eat. You know, they think – you know you know like low fat you know there's like you know sugar free stuff out there low fat stuff out there but you gotta look at the sugar count i mean there's so much more that you have to look at and that education is such a huge part of that and as they become more educated it actually becomes easier for them to meal prep to really lay out their week and not have to eat the same old boring thing every single day
0: yeah and i think a lot of things too is people misinterpret it like what's healthy or not healthy, like, oh, I'm going to avoid carbs, it's like, whatever. You heard that one from one person ever, two per- people ever, like, you don't really know what that means. I think a lot of people just kind of don't know how to balance things. Yes. And they hear about, like, oh, the Atkins diet, whatever that was, like, 15 years ago. It's like, you only eat meat. And then <laughs> they just go stuff their face with, like, McDonald's meat but you don't eat the bun. It's like, you, you eat quality stuff, but...
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's true. I mean there's always something new coming out food wise food, you know, like this is the new diet, like this is the new food craze. And I think that a lot of these take it to, you know, really one side or the other where you got to find a healthy balance for you. You got to find what works for you. Everybody's different. And what works for someone, you know, works for maybe a significant other might not work for you, but you got to find what you enjoy, but also make sure you have that balance, like you said, making sure that you really are watching diligently what you eat every day. And you know it's okay to have those cheat meals every, you know, one one or two cheat meals a week, but you know that's a week, not one or two cheat meals a day. That's the <laughs> thing. <laughs> so I feel like
0: a lot of people who start um, eating healthier per se, right? <laughs> Uh, they have the general complaint is after I eat my quote-unquote like pre-planned meal, I still feel hungry, you know, then or shortly thereafter. And then that's where their problem comes in, right? They go grab a snack from the vending machine that happens to be a, a Snickers or something. Mm-hmm. Um, what's kind of the best way for people to kind of plan that out throughout the day? Or uh, I'm going to grab my two Starbucks, one in the morning, and then one at my, like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And then, you know, it's like, 550 calories right there or something crazy like that how do you kind of help people get through that uh, habitual situation uh, avoid those kind of poor eating habits
1: yeah no that's a great that's no, a great question because we you know being a personal training studio it was all one on one so I have you know I had to work with a lot of help, helping people break a lot of bad habits and that you know over time that they just built into their daily routine and it, t- it takes a while. It's not like you can just take everything away from them. But, you know, let's just say, for instance, like you said, you know, you have lunch, but maybe you're hungry an hour or two later, and but you have a sweet tooth or something like that. You want to fill it up. Well, maybe just have like a little tiny piece of chocolate or, um, you know, if you like fruit, maybe, you know, maybe have some raspberries with a little, you know, yogurt or something like that. And that's where education and that's where that balance comes into play is that, you don't need to have a, you know, a Snickers or you know a Starbucks, whatever it is, Frappuccino, to curb that sweet tooth. To, to really satisfy that, it's about having balance, and it's also knowing, you know, what are you putting in the body, and really recognizing how many empty calories you're having at the end of the day.
0: Mm-hmm. That's like really interesting too. I mean, uh, another day, I think a lot of people think, oh, it's just step by step, but then they overlook. You know all of the more of the important yeah. things. It's not, I'll uh, just oh, so work out for a half hour a day. It's like, well, you gotta kind of change your whole mentality on things yes. too. And I mean, when I was at Madison, um, I was in a couple classes with a couple like uh, football players, mm-hmm. and like like one guy I remember is like clear as day. We were like in the like, computer lab, and my professor goes to him, "Hey man, like how, how's your week going so far?" And we're all like, "What kind of questions this in the, like computer lab it was?" Well, the Jaguars are trying me out, and then. The Redskins are trying me out this week. He's like, all right, just get me something to hand in, right? Like, for, so you can pass. But then, like, his buddy, like, his roommate, who's like younger, like, he goes, yeah, I haven't, I haven't had alcohol in, like, six weeks, and I've lost, like, 25 pounds. And, like, this is that Madison, so we definitely party. And like, that guy's probably going through hell, but he's willing to do it. And just cutting out alcohol for six weeks, he, like, went from, you know, backup, whatever, to, like, starting player on the team. So that just has a huge effect. I think a
1: lot of people kind of interpret that too, like, oh, yeah. It you know to add to that, alcohol is um, you know being a being a type. I'm a type one diabetic, so um, you know alcohol has really never been a huge part of you know going out for me. But you know when I did have alcohol, when you know it's like you can see the difference in your performance. You can see the difference in your day-to-day routine. It's just and once again those empty calories. It's you got to watch. You know if you're gonna work hard, if you're gonna really train hard, it's you got gotta have that discipline. Now you don't have to cut out alcohol of your life completely, but it's you know where that comes into play. That balance, like you said, it's maybe having one beer or maybe having one drink, not having you know eight to ten drinks. Or going out, you know, twice, you know, back-to-back nights and, you know, drinking. So it's that balance that comes into play. You don't have to get rid of everything. I always told everybody, you don't have to cut everything out that you enjoy in life. All right? Just have a balance. On that, anything
0: else you would like to leave our listeners with that we haven't already covered in this great conversation?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I always tell people, um, you know, when it comes – I guess to working out when it comes to that part, you know, staying motivated and staying focused when it comes to working out, you know, make sure you're doing it in a healthy way and really focused on why you're doing it. It's one of those things where I've seen so many people time and time again that they want to work out and they, you know, they they hit it hard for like three or four weeks and then they just burn themselves So. And they're doing it because they, you know, have a some some big event coming up or something going on where it's a lifestyle change, like you said before, where it's changing how you eat, changing how you know your day to day activity. And at you know, you're at times, uh, you know, you're gonna get discouraged. You're not gonna see the immediate results that you want. It's one of those things where it took you know, it took months, it took years to get to that point where you weren't happy with how you are now it's going to take a while to get back to the point where you are happy and i always just tell people you know stick with it make sure you're having fun but you know if you if you eat healthy and you do the right things it will happen you know you will see the results that you want it's just going to take a while
0: awesome well justin i appreciate all the uh, great tips and insight
1: on the show we appreciate you having on Thank you so much, JP. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on the show. Hope your your listeners enjoyed. And um, hey, once again, man, I appreciate everything. Thank you.
0: Wow. This was an interesting episode for sure. Justin and I have actually known each other pretty much the vast majority of our lives, but lost touch. He and I had a mutual friend growing up. My parents... Best friends are living in the same city that he grew up in, and their, their son is my age and our age. So we'd see each other at birthday parties all the time, but didn't realize the connection till right before the recording. So so awesome to catch up, see how everyone grows up, and how different they are from back in the day playing video games and at birthday parties having too much cake. <laughs> but I'm definitely glad that we had a chance to chat here. He had so much wealth of knowledge to share with everyone, so I hope you took away a few things from this great episode with Justin Ridd. This episode is sponsored by our friends over at StakeHall. StakeHall is a social wagering app for the next generation. With StakeHall, you can easily challenge your friends to games of skill or even be a third-party judge between mutual friends. Stake your hard-earned cash, a night out of the town, or even just your dignity. They strive to be the most entertaining and most interactive social wagering platform on the market. Stay Call is an app that you download on the App Store. Uh, right now it's on iOS only, soon to be coming into Android, where you can challenge your friends to some fun games. I've challenged some friends to a game of ping pong. I've challenged some game, friends to a round of hot wing eating contests. Right now I'm in the challenge of Movember, things of that nature. Absolutely incredible. Ever have that friend that takes a bet with you and then at the end of the doesn't want to pay up and says, Bro, we never shook hands? No longer a problem with Stay Call. You can put it up on social media, share it with your friends, get their third-party judge, problem solved. Check them out at Stakehall.io. That's S-T-A-K-E-H-A-U-L dot Or go to the iOS and iOS store and download them. Stakehall, Check it out now. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food m mm-hmm.